Aloha. Welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Uh, we very rarely uh, have returning guests, but we have one that we'd like to have on our show a lot. Dr. Ray Garendi is in the house. We'll be right back with more of the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Kickstart that engine and roll thunder with the pack. Explore the grittiness of manly spirituality. Gain traction in the virtues. Zoop up your spiritual engine by turning adversity into adventure. Now here's Bear Wozniak. Let's ride. Aloha. Welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. I remember when my, uh, when my children were young uh, that my daughter uh, decided she wanted to, I don't know, she was doing a, like a little play about marriage. And, uh, and through the whole thing, it was just sort of comical, sort of funny. And then at the very end, she said, matrimony, matrimony, matrimony. Oh no! I was thinking about macaroni, <laughs> so I thought, I thought I thought that would be pretty much the right thing to have Doctor Ray come on with because his jokes are a lot worse than that. Hey 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 hey! <laughs> hey, your new book is not about ma- macaroni, is it? No, it is not. It is not ten simple steps to stronger macaroni. <laughs> okay, what is the official title of of our new of our new book? That I hey, by the way, I didn't get to endorse your book. I know you didn't. I, t- I told the publisher, I'm going to hassle you over this a lot. I told him. I distinctly said, I want Bear to endorse the book that's the scratch and sniff version. I oh, said, I I, need- we're waiting for that to come out. Yes. W- waiting for the movie, probably, too. <laughs> yeah, I'll star in it. No, but what is the exact title of this book? Simple Steps to a Stronger Marriage. Simple Steps to a Stronger Marriage. Doesn't that sound like some title you'd see on a... A women's magazine. How I thought I saw your... it on the I saw it on the Oprah Winfrey show. I thought. Yeah, isn't that true? How to make your marriage happy and healthy every which way? <laughs> no, it's it's not like that at all, Bear. Yeah, I know. You're 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 so much so much of what you say is is counterintuitive and and uh, and you think you, you kind of do a little G.K. Chesterton. You flip things on upside down sometimes to make the point. I guess Jesus did that a lot too. Um, what, what, is, what about the situation in marriage today? Are you seeing a, a real crisis, or what is your, what is your, what is your overall assessment of what's happening Marriage today? is becoming one option. It's no longer viewed as the best way to foster the next generation and a society. If you look at the stats for the people under 35, more are living together than are married. More are having children out of wedlock than in wedlock. So essentially, and this goes along with their abandoning religion, essentially what they're saying is God doesn't know what he's talking about. We do. We're going to do it our way. And those of us who believe that marriage is a commitment ordained by God are going to be one part of the culture. Well, actually, we're the narrow-minded bigots. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Of course, look what they did to Christ. I mean, he spoke truth every step of the way. Mm-hmm. They got real upset at him. Well, I'm, what is the what is the solution to that? Is it would it be that those who those of us who are Christians, those of us who are Catholic, and want to live a you know, there's a difference between commitment and devotion. You know, you can be committed to your spouse. That's different than being devoted. Where devotion to me would be something more along the lines of willing the true good and self-donation, whereas commitment is just as I'm just going to stick this thing out, come hell or high water, you know. So what would you say? What are the, what are the what what is it? What is the status now? With what do you see is the hope for those who uh, want to stay in a marriage? Do they how do they keep that marriage strong? People will say, Bear, that you and that I. Uh, preach to the culture, or preach to the choir. We're, we're preaching to the choir. We've got to reach out beyond the choir. And I've come to the conclusion, being a shrink all these years, <laughs> that the choir needs a lot of preaching. That's because true. Because the people that are trying to sustain devotional marriages, as you call it, and I like that term, are a sliver. They're a minority. And they need to have the strength to do it to stand up against a culture no longer on their side, a culture that mocks them, a culture that says, you're crazy for staying in that marriage. What are you doing? Get out of there. 
Everybody you know is telling you, get out of that marriage. And you're saying to yourself, I want to persevere to make this marriage heal. And not too many people are pulling alongside you. Hmm. Okay, well, let's get into the grittiness of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, t- you call this the simple step. Simple is a simple, by the way, way is a really cool word. When you think about it from a philosophical point of view, the word simple means to be one. Right? God simple is simple. God yeah. is not composite. God is simple. He is one. And so it's a great word to use in the context of a title of a book on marriage. Simple steps. Simple does not mean easy. That's mm. what people think. They think simple means easy. No, no. It's it's a simple step. It may not be easy. For example, very first step, critical. Say I'm sorry. Now one would think, well, come on. There's been hundreds. I keep of telling my written. wife she needs to say she's sorry. Well, yeah. I, I hand my wife a piece of paper. Hey, here, just sign this. I'll take it as an I'm sorry. <laughs> In, in the chapter on any of these steps, people will come to me, Bear, and they'll say, what's the hardest part of being a therapist? Is it that you can't understand why people do what they do? I said, nah, I've been doing this long enough. If I listen long enough, I can get an idea why they do what they do. Uh, is it that you don't know what to tell them? Said, no, I've heard pretty much everything many, many times over. I, I have ideas on where to go. Well, then what's the hardest part? Well, that's simple. The hardest part is persuading them to do it. And that's the crux of simple steps to a stronger marriage. Mm. These steps, if you look at them, you'd say, okay, I got that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's a good thing to do. But why are you not doing them? What is your resistance? I spent 70% of the book talking about Resistance rationales. For example, let's take I'm sorry. Why would someone not say I'm sorry, even if they think it's due? One, it'll be thrown back in my face. Two, I don't feel sorry. Three, if I say I'm sorry, she'll think that she's all right and I'm all wrong. Four, well, I don't have to say it. I can just act it. Five, if I say I'm sorry, I'm admitting I'm a loser. I'm admitting I'm inferior. I'm admitting I have terrible flaws. So all of those things are resistances, Bear, that that I gotta get people past so that they can do this little simple thing. And how do you how do you do that? How do you how do you communicate that? It's, it seems it all comes back to pride. I take each resistance. For example, I can say it, but I don't feel it. And one of the points I make is you don't have to feel like doing something good to do something good. Feeling is not the guide for whether I act right. I act right because it's the right thing to do, not because I feel like doing Mm -hmm. it. If I waited until I felt like doing it, a lot of good stuff wouldn't get done. Or if they say, well, I, it's going to be thrown back in my face. You know, sorry doesn't make everything right. If you're going to be sorry, you need to change. Mm -hmm. I use this parallel bear. You go to confession, don't you? Well, every every now and then, I, when I have a ve- yeah. a real small little venial sin, well, once every I know couple me, I'm months. Pretty yeah, much, I'm, I'm pretty that. much kind of like you. I'm pretty much perfect. So ask your wife; she can write your list of sins down. Oh, that's the reality check. So okay, you go to the priest, and this has been your confessor for nine years. You tell him basically mm. the same things you've been telling him for nine years. What if he says to you, oh, come on, Bear. You know, you keep saying you're sorry, but you're not changing. You're confessing the same stuff. So I'm not going to give you absolution. Because if you're going to be sorry, you need to act differently. So when you can act differently, Bear, then you come to me and I'll give you absolution. Have you ever heard that? No. Right. Exactly. 
because you could still be sorry, but be too weak to change your behavior. You can regret what you did. You can have remorse. But when the situation presents itself again, you fall. That's what I tell people in marriages. Never, ever throw an I'm sorry back in somebody's face. Mm. Because if you ever want somebody to apologize, you better just accept it. Well, I don't believe it. If you don't believe it, don't say you don't believe it. Yeah, just just give them grace. It. It's called giving each other grace. You know, give 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 your give your 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 spouse grace, especially if they're if they're willing to say they're sorry. That's a huge step. That's a that's a real humble thing to say, to admit, and to say. Even if you're only maybe you think it, I'm ten percent at fault. Say you're sorry. We're talking with Dr. Ray Garendi, who uh, who is still the push-up king. Uh, pretty much does the best push-ups in the world, except for in his own household. I think you're in second place. I understand your wife is <laughs> is the yeah. one that can do the best push-ups. Yeah. Dr. Ray Garendi in his new book, "Simple Steps to a Strong Marriage." So uh, we'll get back and we'll we'll hear more about how many push-ups his wife can do. Be right back with more of the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Deep Adventure Ministries is grateful to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for underwriting the Bear Wozniak Adventure on EWTN. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union provides car loans, mortgages, SBA loans, and depository accounts nationwide, as well as 24-hour support. Go to deepadventure.com to find their link or go to Notre Dame fcu.com mahalo to notre dame federal credit union for making the bear wozniak adventure possible this is a warning the bear wozniak adventure is dangerous the radical change bear challenges you to is not for wimps change this station now to a soft rock station before it's too late You've been warned. Now, here is Bear Wozniak. Aloha, welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. I want to invite the mama bears out there to go to our website, deepadventure.com, and join the mama bears. When you do that, you get access to all 34 episodes of Long Ride Home, all of our radio shows, uh, and you get, you can, I, I love the mama bears because you're the ones that are the great evangelists for men. You pray for them, like St. Therese of Lisieux, even though she was in a cloistered uh, convent, she is considered the patron saint of, of evangelization because she knew how to pray, the St. Monica prayer. But also you have other weapons in your, in your, um, in your archery bag there, you've got uh, in your quiver. You've got the Long Ride Home TV series, you have our radio show, and you can also bring your, if, you're, if you happen to be a single mom, we also have our uh, Bear School of Manliness, and there's a one-year there's a one year curriculum that you can lead your sons through. Uh, but you can also guide your husband or your brother or your, your, the man in your life, you know, your brother-in-law or, your, or, or even a son to deepadventure.com, and they can become a member, too, of Bear School of Manliness. It's a three-year curriculum on manliness along with our, um, our monthly video Zoom meetup. So go to deepadventure.com, Mama Bears, and thank you for all your prayers for our ministry. There's one guy here you, who could really use a lot of prayers. His name is Dr. Ray Garendi. Uh, doesn't really need a need a, a full introduction, but we're talking about his new book, "Simple Steps to Strong Marriage." So, who's the strongest in your in your household? Who's the one that holds the push up uh, the push up uh, record? Three years ago, <laughs> this is going to be a long story. <laughs> Seventy-two push-ups. How many? Seventy-two. Who did? My wife. And 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 what's your record? Well, this was about four years ago, 103, but I don't think I could do that now, Bear. I don't think I'm topping out at 70. Only 70. That's just disgusting. That's just terrible. <laughs> like, no, but your wife, I think it's kind of cool that you use the word strong. What do, why would you choose that word for this book? It's a manly word, is it not? Uh-huh, yeah. It's a word that connotes and the ability to stand against the culture mm. that wants to take your marriage down. Mm. You brought up a great point. You, you, you have as I instinct. usually do, Ray. As you I do. usually do, you do. You have a great instinct. <laughs> right before the break, you said this. You said, even if you think 
you're only 10% wrong. In the book, I talk about something called a personal apology percentage. Mm. That is, how wrong do you think you have to be before you'll say, I'm sorry? Now, most people will say 50%. They'll apologize if they think, by their own subjective estimate, that they're, they're at least half wrong. As a Christian, our personal apology percentage should be dictated by whatever we did wrong. Mm. Let's say that uh, you get into an argument with your wife. And in that argument, you're trying to keep your cool, but she's really upset and she's nagging at you and badgering you in your opinion. Yeah, in our Finally, opinion. In, in your opinion. Probably right. isn't badgering or negative. No, but we, we, we label it that. <laughs> yeah, makes it doesn't hurt quite so bad. <laughs> yeah. So after 14 minutes of this, you erupt. You yell. Maybe you throw in a curse word. If 100 people watched that whole thing from beginning to end, Bear, they would probably say, well... Uh, the wife was 82% wrong. Bear was 18% wrong. Would you apologize for your 18% no matter what she did? If you, if you love her, if you really love her, and you're not thinking about yourself, but you love her, it's easy to do that. Aren't you worried that she'll think that you're saying I was totally wrong and you're totally right? Well... I'm fortunate because I wouldn't think that with my wife, but, but, um, even if that's so, if you really love her, then you can say those words. But it it, it is hard. It, 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 you you so much want to, you, you so much want to say I'm sorry, but the reason I did that was this, you know? or I'm sorry, but you know you got a lot more to apologize. Right? For. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. What people don't realize is that in a marriage. If you're more willing to apologize, you soften up the other person. Unless you're living with Lucifer or Lucifer's sister, most people will soften up. They won't take an attitude of, hell, about time you realize what a jerk you are. Mm -hmm. About time you started saying sorry every 12 mm -hmm. minutes. If I had my way, you'd say it every six minutes. Most people don't do that. Most people, especially in a halfway decent marriage, will respond softly to somebody he says hey hey bear and i'm sorry i was way out of line i should have never said that i don't think it i mm. was speaking out of emotion i mm -hmm. am sorry mm. you know because you think you think um i mean the the dip the trickiest part is when uh when the, the the argument is going on and then she starts to cry and then you, then you know you <laughs> that's know. not fair or, no, or, that's not or, fair. or, or that's... better than that doesn't cry but is trying not to you know that's that's unfair that's totally yeah. unfair yeah and, uh... but but then but but when that happens you realize wow i i love my wife and and i and i and i hurt her and no matter how big or little it is i want to i want to I want her to know how much I love her and ask her to, and, and to say I'm sorry. You well, know? here's one of the other things, too, though. Now, you're speaking from a groundwork that says, I love my wife, and I want to do well by her, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah. But what about those marriages where there either is uh, like this no devotion but weak commitment or marriages? Okay, let me put it to you this way. Do you, have you ever heard of the law of entropy? Yeah, I see it every day when I look in the mirror. <laughs> very good. Okay, very good. It basically says everything tends toward decay, right? <laughs> Body's age, iron rust, the sun's going to burn out. There's a similar law in marriages. Mm. Mm. I call it the law of social entropy. Mm. What tends to happen is over time, we get sloppy. We get lazy in our manners. We don't compliment like we used to. We don't look for ways to do little things. Mm -hmm. It's not because we're hostile. It's not because we have any mal. It's eh, I'm just kind of getting a little lazy about the whole thing. Yeah. You know, we've been married 28 years. Right. 
if she doesn't know I love her now, then I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, and you bought her a, you bought her a uh, power um, drill for the anniversary. And what a pair of cleats. She want? That's right. A pair of cleats and a ratchet set. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, but that's you, what that's yeah, what happens in marriages. They get sloppy, even though they're good ones, like you say. Sloppy and lazy. Yeah. Even yeah. If yeah. You know, we have a, we have a thing here in Hawaii uh, called the hibiscus. Do you have those up there? Is that a flower? It's a type of flower. And I remember uh, going to Molokai with my mom and dad, whether my dad was a Catholic deacon there. And my mom was showing us the hibiscus in front of her, in front of their lanai. And I was saying, she was saying, did you know these are one day flowers? And I said, oh no. Oh no, she said, you can pick them because they're gonna be gone by, by when the sun sets, they go away. They op the, a new flower will open in the morning. They're one day flowers. Wow. And so in, in my relationship with, with um, I call her tandem girl with uh, my, my tandem partner and my bride, my wife, Cindy, I know that a hibiscus only lasts one day. So if I get her, a, if, I, if we go out for coffee and I pick her a hi hibiscus from all the hibiscus around here in Hawaii, um, it only, it's only good for one day. I need to pick her another one tomorrow. And that little thoughtfulness of, of getting her a, a hibiscus, or sometimes a plumeria, but just to get her a flower in the morning. And she just thinks, she makes me act like it's the big, best present she ever got in, in her life. And, and you know, in Hawaii, when you put a flower in your left ear, it means you're married. So she'll put it in her left ear, and then we'll come home. But it's the lesson of the hibiscus. It's the rule of the hibiscus. You have to make that love new every morning, every day. Give her some. One of my, one of my small steps, Bear, is something called don't say it. And here's okay. what I mean by this. I would say about 90% of the regrettable words that come out of my mouth come from peak emotion. When I'm feeling the fire of the emotions, I'm at top heat and I just fire off stuff that I don't think or will regret later. Mm. The human body doesn't stay at that peak for very long. Physiology oh. says if you can shut your mouth for 10 or 20 seconds, that peak of emotion will start to subside mm. to the point where you'll have enough self-control to override your emotion. So, so we, we, let's talk about this. We're going to take a break, but I want to talk about how you do that. Okay. Uh, with your with your spouse with your children i think i get more frustrated with my children from time to time you know and i and i just i it, it just i can feel my my blood pressure going and uh and then how do we how do we how do we handle that we're talking with dr ray garendi uh, just a just one of my favorite people in the world we love having him here his dog's here and visiting us too there he goes it looks like a beautiful lab i don't know what that is it's a scary looking dog now that i think of it but we're talking with Dr. Ray Garendi in his new book, A Simple Steps to a Strong Marriage. We'll be right back with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. We invite our mama bears to join with us at deepadventure.com. You'll have access to all of the Long Ride Home TV shows even before they air on EWTN. Plus, three years of the shareable Ocean Sunrise daily catechism videos. Plus, at deepadventure.com, a 20% discount at our online store with all of our great t-shirts and clothes and books and rosaries and medals and all kinds of accessories. You'll also get an autographed copy of Bear's latest book and for a limited time, a Catholic biker stuffed teddy bear. All at deepadventure.com. Come on, Mama Bears, let's hear you roar. Did you know that each Saturday morning you can receive the shareable YouTube video version of the Bear Wozniak Adventure in our inspiring weekly newsletter, even before it airs on the radio or hits the podcast apps? Never miss another episode. You can even binge watch Bear's inspiring guests. Think about the impact you can have sharing these videos with your friends. Go to deepadventure.com and click the subscribe button. the kind of man that when he gets out of bed in the morning, the devil says, oh no, he's up. Go to deepadventure.com and invite Bear to speak. 
Aloha. Welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure, my new book, 12 Rules for Manliness, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone, will be published here uh, almost any day. So you can go to Sophie Institute Press and, and pre-order, or you can go to Amazon.com or even our website, deepadventure.com. 12 Rules for Manliness, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone, basically inspired by my guest, Dr. Ray Garendi, the manliest man that I know. Dr. Ray, welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Bear, I just want to tell you, I appreciate your putting my picture there on the book. Yeah. I mean, it was tempting well, it, to put your own, but I, I appreciate it's that. It's a silhouette, Dr. Ray, so uh, I, 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 didn't, I would have loved to have it be more clear, but then it would have been, you know, we had to deal with everyone just fainting at the, how, how handsome you are. So we well, didn't I've, want to distract. I've been, working, I've been working on a virtue. What is that? Uh, toxic sensitivity. Are you working on getting rid of it or are you developing it? <laughs> well, you and I get accused of toxic masculinity, so I forgot to throw in toxic sensitivity. You know? Yeah, well, I'm trying I to get know in... exactly what it is. Well, it's getting in touch with your inner inner child. You know, I, I love Don Henley's song. I got in touch with my inner child and kicked its little, you know, <laughs> what, you know? <laughs> but no, you, you know, I'll tell you, my, I can just like I probably have half a tongue from biting on it so hard. When you said bite your tongue, you said resist 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 uh when you're when you're upset and that the the body will actually go through this this cycle when you can feel mm -hmm. the blood pressure going up describe that moment and what is a a a a, a uh a strategy when when that frustration rises i used to play a lot of basketball basketball bodies crash up against each other there's pushing and shoving it's usually in a small space and if somebody fouls you and doesn't call it especially in pickup games, you get upset. And I learned to read my body's signals that I better pull myself out before I throw an elbow back or I say something I'm gonna to have to apologize for or regret So later. you would pull yourself out of the game? I would, right down, I'd say, I gotta, I gotta get out. So that, what, would I, what, would be, what would I do in golf when, I just, when I'm about to <laughs> hit myself in the throat? <laughs> yeah. Who's there to yeah, be go, angry with, you know? <laughs> Go chase your club in the woods, yeah. 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 Uh, and I realized that if I sat on the sidelines, let's say for 20 seconds. Yeah. I was able to go back in the game. I was, yeah. I was calm enough to go back in the game. And that taught me mm. when you most feel like saying it, that's the guy. When you most feel like saying it, don't say it. Nobody's got a gun to your head. Nobody is saying you must say this. You're saying it because really emotionally, you want to say it. You think you deserve to say it. You think the other person deserves to hear it. Right. In fact, in fact, if you just hold off, the saying is you never have to apologize for what you didn't say. Well, isn't it a good thing to just physically leave or if you're on the phone to say, I, I, I need to call you back and just take sure. a, a, you know, just when you leave the room, don't slam the door, though. That doesn't care. All right, but well, to, to actually or step, four away, times. step away, step well, away like you do. Three or four times during this interview, I was getting ready to leave. But yeah, I calmed myself down. I yeah. said, "Okay, Bear doesn't mean that. He's a good guy overall." Yeah, well, uh, I'll just, I'll just let it fly. And you learned something that way. You learned, you learned, you know, how to put up, put up with someone. But Not no, but what? seriously, seriously, yes. I, that there is, a, it is a great strategy just to say, "I'm about to lose it. I'm going to walk away. I'll, I'll, I'll call you back later." And, and don't say, you know, don't just walk away and people don't know if you're going to come back in a day or a two or an hour, but just say, I'll, just give me a few minutes. You know, let the me other go. thing, too, is if you just walk away without saying anything, <clears throat> the message is, you know what? You disgust me so much, I don't even want to be around you. Yeah, but to That's say, I need, just to let them know, I need, a, I need a minute. It's me. That's a very mature thing to say, I, I need a minute something like that and just give it give it give it some time what's another one of your steps okay for a strong marriage i call it make a list mm. there's an old tongue-in-cheek observation about marriage bear that says in the first year of marriage every time you have a physical union put a marble in a jar mm. after the first year every time you have a physical union take a marble out of the jar the jar will never be empty <laughs> so that's the, the point <laughs> yeah, that the point is we try harder in the beginning mm. 
we get sloppy with our compliments. So one of my exercises is this. Does your spouse know what you admire, appreciate, and like about her? Like's a good word. It's different than love, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. Now, I tell them, okay, I want you to write it all down. If you're saying to yourself, well, I'll tell you what, you better give me a month because I can only come up with four or five, then my attitude is that's your problem. No human being only has four or five good characteristics. Well, present he, company excluded. But Well, you know, but I, that's, I, I laid that unsaid. But, yeah. you know, even if, it's, even if it's she makes a great pancake, you can come up with all kinds of things. Now, why write them down? Why not just say them? Because Bear... You just wrote a book, right? Yeah, it took me, you know, a lot of crayons to get through it all. Yeah, you started back in middle school. Yeah. So you know as well as I do to put your thoughts down on paper, you have to really form them. That's really true. That's a good point. You got to think you got to think about it. And so when you write down what you like about your spouse, you got to think about it. Mm. And then you find a time that you feel is best and you say, "I want to tell you a lot of things mm. that I haven't said for a while, mm-hmm. but they're all there. And we'll find a time, whether it's at bedtime, whether it's sitting on a couch after the kids are in bed, whenever in the car, I want to tell you these things and make that list long. Don't, mm-hmm. don't put four items on it. That's an insult. You only put four items on it mm-hmm. and don't do the old, well, you're not as bad as you used to be. You don't interrupt me as much as you used to. It's because no, she's no, not no. listening anymore. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Okay. Now, my wife and I used to do something similar, Bear. What I would do is I would tell her everything I liked about her. And then I would say, honey, what about me? And she said, well, you're going to have to give me a a few weeks. And I knew she was going to say that. So I had a list that I already made. And I handed it to her and I told her just to sign it. Well, I... I (laughs) I gave my wife that list and she said, well, like, I guess the thing I like the most about you is, is all the things you like about that. You, you, you know, all the things you said about me. <laughs> yeah. You, you notice my good quality. That's a very nice thing yeah. about you. Yeah. So, so well, yeah, we, that's the whole essence of, of giving with that. You know, there's a saying, uh, I think of a mathematical equation, uh, one times zero equals zero, right? I think, I think, yes. I think they say multiplication. You remember that? Yeah. I think multiplication is called a unitive principle, something. Uh, one times one equals one, right? That's marriage. Two people become one. One plus one equals two. That's not what we're after here. We're not after, you know, I'll do my thing, you do your thing, and we're, gonna, we're going to, um, how can I say this? Um, you know, there's, there's this thing about the me and the you, and we forget about the unity that we're supposed to come to. That we're supposed to complete each other, complement each other, and help each other to get to heaven, basically. Bear, they've done studies of waitresses, observing them, and they said that a waitress who touches a customer on the shoulder or on the arm, or just nothing sexual, just a, just a, a friendly, nonverbal affirmation, they get 30% more tips. Mm. In a marriage, one of my small steps is add a touch. Mm. Do you touch your spouse? Mm-hmm. Do you grab a hand? Do you mm-hmm. peck on the cheek? Do you say goodbye? I'm not an affectionate person. Well, then learn to be. Mm-hmm. You can't hide behind the... One of the biggest justifications that I see is a shrink, and it does devastation to marriage. Well, that's not who I am. Well, you know what? If you want to have a decent marriage and you want to have a spouse who feels appreciated and who returns the appreciation, Mm -hmm. then you better work on being different than you are. Just a touch. Just a touch. It doesn't have to be a big smooch every time you walk out the door. No, what about rubbing her bunions? Is that... Count. That's pretty big. That's, a, no, that's but, like a nine but, nine point six. Yeah, but actually, you know, my my wife, I'm I'm so fortunate. She's a massage therapist. So when I'm really up against it, she can she can grind into me and take good care of me. And I realize, wow, this is really like, I need to do something in return for her. So in the, in the evening, I'll come over and sit on the couch next to her. We have these nice, big, comfortable couches side by side, and I will actually work with her arches on her feet for her because I know I can do that. 
and uh, it's it's not a big thing at all but it sometimes i'm too tired to do it but to just go over and have that moment of saying i care about you enough to to do this it's a little it's a little like taking someone's shoulders we call it lomi lomi in hawaii just to squeeze their shoulders and give them a little tension relief you know now why do you do that when you don't feel like doing it because i love her i want her to know that she's that i value her so Treasure even though you, you don't really, even though you're not inclined at the moment. Right. Usually I'm not. That. Usually I'm not. Okay. You're going to say, this is something, this touch makes her feel special. Yeah. Now, here's the second part of the equation there. Well, hold on to that thought. Okay. Another because break? I, I interrupted right. you so much that now we have to go to another break. We'll All be right, right back with Dr. Ray Garendi. Don't forget where we were. And we're talking about simple steps to a strong marriage. We'll be right back at the Bear Wozniak Adventure. People love our EWTN TV show, Long Ride Home with Bear Wozniak. Thanks to you, the show has won four different tally awards. And now, instead of waiting each week for the next episode to air, you can actually binge watch our show and even share it with your friends when you go to deepadventure.com and join the Mama Bears or the Man Cave. Along with all the other benefits, you get total access to all the seasons of our aired episodes, plus instant access to episodes that won't even air for several months. Long Ride Home with Bear Wozniak, a great way to communicate the gospel in a gritty enough way that even tough men will stop and watch at deepadventure.com. Deep Adventure Ministries is grateful to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for underwriting the Bear Wozniak Adventure on EWTN. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union provides car loans, mortgages, SBA loans, and depository accounts nationwide, as well as 24-hour support. Go to deepadventure.com to find their link or go to notredamefcu.com. Mahalo to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for making the Bear Wozniak Adventure possible. When you go to the Bear Wozniak Deep Adventure YouTube channel, you get access to all of our free playlists, including hundreds of episodes of the Bear Wozniak Adventure, plus the three-year journey through the whole catechism in our Ocean Sunrise Catechism series. And you even get short clips and live streaming of Baron Cindy's Adventures in Paradise videos. Go to YouTube and subscribe to the Bear Wozniak Deep Adventure channel. still listening i thought we warned you to change to an easy listening station while well, you asked for it here is more of the bear wozniak adventure aloha welcome back to the bear wozniak adventure i'm your adventure guide bear wozniak today we have with us, with us dr ray garendi uh, uh who has new book simple steps to a strong marriage a, a, a strong message to men and women but specifically uh wanting to to uh, communicate to men about what they can do to to treasure their life, their their wife, and 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 show their devotion to them, and develop a strong marriage. We we're talking about how you can do the simple things, and even when you don't feel like it, you know, to, to touch or to, or to show your affection in some way, uh, even when it even when you're maybe tired or or you know, what would be the next step after that? There's a story of a congregation, old small church, in the middle of the ceremony. This hideous sulfur smelling creature jumps in everybody screams runs for the door except one old farmer he's just sitting there the creature says do you know who i am farmer says yep are you afraid of me nope why been living with your sister for 40 years <laughs> now the point of this you're, story you're evil doctor the just... point of the story is this <laughs> unless you're living with satan or his sister when you do these tiny little things for your spouse they will reciprocate they will mm. feel warmer towards you this mm. is not a matter of okay i'm gonna do 98 percent and hopefully i'll get two percent back that's not gonna happen you have to really live with somebody that is just infinitely hard to live with. Other than that, they're going to respond. You know, people say to me, okay, I've been trying for 34 years to get my spouse to change this. 
tell me how to make him change. I say, well, mm. the best thing to do to change another person is to change yourself first. Mm. Oh, they'll just take advantage of me. Are you living with Satan? You living with somebody who won't respond at all positively mm. to being treated better? That's that's the fear that many people have. If I do these things, I'll be taken for granted. I will just be the one who gives and gives and gives and gives and gives and gives, and the other person won't return anything. That's not true. That is not true, especially in marriages where there's a decent factor still left. And then when there's where, where there's a love for the Lord, it's not. I, I I guess I was trying to say earlier, it's not a fifty-fifty proposition. It's it's one times one equals not one. It's not one plus one equals two. It's I give I give all of me. Hopefully she gives all of her, and then and when, then we become one. It's not like, it's not like, uh, well I, I I'm going to do my part if you do your part. You just have to do your part, do do and give it all. It's a hundred percent. What's another strong? What's another simple step to a strong marriage? Your new book. Protect. Mm. I wrote that chapter for men. Bear, I'm hearing a lot of women tell me that they are the main authorities in their home. Mm. They set the rules. Do they like that? No. They Mm. set the rules. They set the tone. They set the discipline. And Disney dad over here just lets him do it. Or else he sits in the barca lounger and he thinks to himself, I don't want to go in there. I can't tell which one of them is a nine-year-old. I tell the guys, you may not like your wife's style. You may think she's too wordy, she's too emotional, she negotiates too much, she nags too much. Okay. But she still has authority. Step in and protect her. Mm -hmm. That's not just your mom you're talking to that way. That's my wife. Mm -hmm. Now you go up to your room. I'm going to see what she wants me to do about this. Well, okay, you can't protect her till you get permission. Written. But you know but what, then, Dr. Ray, I, I quote this. I quote you when I speak to men's conferences. I'll tell them, in one of your jobs, Dr. Ray, and I'll refer to you, Dr. Ray Grandy tells us we as men need to protect our wives from their children. Yeah. And you say it better. Can you go into that again, though, go deeper into that? Because it's really true. The, 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 the women can just get run over by the children. I, I tell guys, I don't suspect there's anybody in here that would let another human being speak to their wife the way this child, this adolescent, speaks to their wives on a regular basis. Right. Next time you hear it, don't wait for her to flail her way out of it. Immediately step in and back her up. Immediately, back back right now. But I love the way you said it. She, She may be your mom, but she's my wife. No one my speaks wife. to my wife like that. You know, I remember my mom, mom had a real famous saying, wait till your father gets home. Because we knew. Those, we knew Those days are a lot less. Yeah, but we knew that he would back her up. And so, you know, that was, that was like, okay, we've come to the line. We better not go any further than this. Well, you know, sometimes, Bear, I would give my boys a couple dollars. I'd say, hey, go give your mother grief. I'll be right down. And then I'd go protect her. And that worked pretty good till she found out it was only giving him a couple bucks. Then she got upset. She said, you'll only get a kiss on the cheek for that. But here's another thing I tell guys. Yeah. Take the hit for your wife. Now, here's what I mean by that. If she's in an argument with a kid, the kid wants more privilege than she wants to give. She is to say... Talk to your father. Yes. This is his idea. Yeah. Even if it's not. You know, they come in and they say, Mom said this is your idea. Hey, guys, don't do this. It is? I I didn't say anything like that. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You say, yes, it is my idea. Mm -hmm. Now, what's your problem with it? Yeah, get, get away from her having to take their heat and their badgering and their nagging. No, it's me. You come to me. Yeah, and the, the thing is, too, is in a, in a lot of homes still today, uh, the wife is spending a lot more time with the children than the husband is. And so she's, she needs to 
kind of like cage wrestling, you know, when you tap out and then your partner comes <laughs> in and they, you know, they, they need that, they need that support. But the, uh, but I think nowadays I, I see it all the time. Um, here in Waikiki, we have the, it's the happiest place in the world. A lot of families coming, but I'll see some children that just, uh, have no respect at all for their parents and their parents. They try to, um, assuage them. They try to say, well, well what's wrong? Little Billy. Mm-hmm. And yes, st- it's sad. Yes. What is your what is your what what would you say is your solution to that? Because children are can be a great cause of division in a marriage. Well, in second marriages, children are the number one reason for the divorce. Mm. Okay. I tell this to parents. If you don't discipline now, for whatever the reason, because you're tired, you want to be psychologically enlightened, you're afraid he won't like you. Your mother-in-law already thinks you're the biggest she-witch to fly the face of the earth. If you don't do it, you're turning that kid over to the world. The world will do it. Some point down the road, the world will hurt that child. It'll, I yeah, say, bullies I, have I say, their place. <laughs> oh, I say this, Bear. Discipline without love may be harsh. Love without discipline is child abuse. Wow. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Discipline without love may be harsh. Love without discipline is child abuse because you're setting the child up. He's going to get hurt in a bigger, in a bigger and better. You know, I've also, I've also heard it said, uh, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, I'm sure you, you, you enjoy reading some of his things. He said, don't let your child get away with anything that makes you not like them. That's true. Yeah. If you, if you, the child is doing something that makes you not like them, you love them, but you may not like them. Don't let them get away with that. I take it a step further. I will tell parents, you will always love your child. The world will not. Mm. So the stuff that you tolerate for whatever the reason, the world's not going to tolerate. A spouse may not tolerate it. A boss may not tolerate it. A cop may not tolerate it. So you you have to do what is hard. You know, they'll say this, Bear. They'll say, tough love. And I'll correct them. I'll say, it's not tough love. It's just love. It's love. Yeah, That's baby. exactly right. You and I are so smart with great minds to think alike. No, but it is true. Love, love, love and truth go hand in hand. Uh, I, I forget what psalm it is. Righteousness and peace of kiss, love and truth have, have met together. Salvation has sprung up from the earth. Love is, love is nice and warm and fuzzy and truth. I think of it like, I think of it like this. Um, truth is like the skeletal structure of a, of a mammal. And the love is a soft, you know, part you'd like to hug you know you'd like the dog that's coming and going but no one likes to hug an exoskeleton where it's all truth and no love you know where the skeleton's on the outside but you have to have both or they're or they're, or they're both the love and truth the need to go hand in hand even jesus demonstrated love by dying for us you know he said this is what love is love is not a warm fuzzy feeling it's an it's an act and so with no your, one, the children no going, one wants to hug a jellyfish yeah you know as a dad uh my number one goal, I mean, I know this is weird, but since the child was one years old, I'm thinking, I got to prepare this child for the real world. <laughs> you know, my whole thing was, they're going to leave someday. Yeah. The mother role tends to be cuddle and coddle, and, but the man's role has to be like, the, here in Hawaii, it, uh, a woman is, is uh, a bay is called a, like a woman, the opening safe harbor. But the man is the one that goes out to sea. And I, I'm always thinking, they got to go out there someday. This kind of behavior isn't going to work out there. Very true, my friend. Very true. So it's, it's, but it's tough. It's tough being the, the dad and have, taking that role of, of, of having to be tough, you know, with the kids and saying you got to. Here's what I tell dads. Yeah. Okay. Closing thought. Gonna, Give us this. If you're going to be strong, if you're going to be tough, if you're going to have standards way above the norm in the culture, mm. you better be affectionate as hell. Very well. These yeah. kids got to know how much you hug them and kiss them mm. and love them. No matter whether that 14-year-old boy wants you to or not, there is no way any of my five sons is going to tell me I can't hug them or kiss them out in public. Mm. So you, you earn the right to discipline by spending time with them, not just hugging them, but investing time with them, being with them, and, and showing affection for them. Because if you don't have that love part, you can't. You, don't have the right to say the truth part. You have to earn that with them. 
Their mother was very good with affection. Dads sometimes have a harder time with it, but we can make ourselves do what's right. Yeah, we can make ourselves do what's right. It's especially difficult with a young, with a, with a, uh, I think with a, well, we'll speak to this for just a moment. When a, when a, when a young girl is growing up, the father needs to continue to, to hug that daughter and feel affectionate with that daughter. They need to be, especially then, affirm that daughter, uh, you know, and, and they, I don't know, there's some, some awkwardness that takes place at that age. What do you say to that? I have not only five sons, but I have five estrogen Americans. And uh, as the girls have gotten older, yeah. you know, their dad hugs them it just uh, almost the same way he did when they were little. Just yeah. a hug. It's nothing sexual. Right. Nothing just, a, just a hug and a big kiss on the cheek. Yeah, guys, and you got to get over yourselves. Yeah. Show affection That's to your wife, to your children. Is. Yeah. Well, you know, in Hawaii, it's different here. In Hawaii, I mean, I, I walked between here and the Duke statue. I'll have two or three guys say, I love you, Bear, before I get that far. Here we say, I love you. We don't just say aloha. Give big hugs, so it's different here. But we, I think, uh, the mainland can learn a little bit from the Hawaiian, the Hawaiians in that regard. We've been talking with Dr. Ray Garendi, one of my the, my favorite people in the world. Um, we still haven't had that arm wrestling contest, have we? Uh, if we do it on the ocean, you're going to win. Well, you know, I'm undefeated in arm wrestling. I'm figuring because I've never done, I've never done it before, but I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ray Garendi, his new book, Simple Steps to a Strong Marriage. Dr. Ray, thank you so much for being with us. We'll, can't hardly wait to see you, hopefully in person someday soon, and get you back on our show. Thank you so much. Well, Bear, I'm getting a little sick and tired of having to write a new book just to get on your show. Well, dude, you're going to write an endorsement for my new book, so you, since right. it is based on your life. We've been talking with Dr. Ray Garendi. This is the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Until next time. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha. Thanks for listening to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Find more manly conversation at the Bear Wozniak Deep Adventure YouTube channel. Subscribe and ring the bell.